0: Network. We're on a road that's better traveled with some company. We've learned a few things and where we lack. We have connected with people who are more knowledgeable about business and
1: entrepreneurship.
0: Are you a creative entrepreneur looking to level up and learn from some of the best in the business? Maybe you're uncertain about how to find new clients, manage your finances, or you're just trying to make your business more sustainable. Then tune into the Have Network podcast podcast. Join us, Rush Studios, as we bring you the best insights from some of the freshest perspectives in business. Welcome to the hashtag together for the win conference on this here Global
2: Entrepreneurship Week. Today's topic is the future of entrepreneurship. I want to find out from you guys in which instances have you guys needed to innovate? Um, Sort of ways of working that you do, whether it be building a train for a client. Um, Yeah, just give me examples of when you've needed to innovate in your individual businesses.
0: Um, If I look at it from an events perspective, uh, we started noticing that people hate buying tickets for events Um, but we'll spend a lot at the bar right so one of the we flipped it and listen it hasn't made us any money but it's a cool concept Um, and we created Bacardi Holiday Club which was basically you pay for your ticket once off and you get in there and it's free for all all right, I think events-wise, I think that's one of the most innovative things we've done as until In terms of agency-wise, I think for us, there's absolutely nothing that's beyond doing it. Like, like the train is a very good example. Like, it's the like it's the dumbest thing you can ever do to think to build a train, but like. Why not? Mm. So I think in terms of agency and selling uh, something like JFF Film Club as a lead up to advertising for this film festival, so to get people to keep coming monthly to this film club to watch South African movies, that's another innovative thing we've done. We just want to do stuff that other people haven't haven't done Mm. or revolutionize what other people have done but still sticking to what he had said of understand your market and that you don't want to change them and flip them on your head on their head um the way you market for students versus the way you market for grown adults are two different things so just kind of like finding ways to innovate in that in those in that regard for
3: me I'm also going to speak from the event, uh, events sector, I think is researching a brand and trying to get money or whatever out of them and kind of having to go to them and tell them this is your campaign, this is your brand. this is your what's the word? The strat for the year, brand st- brand plan for the year, and you haven't thought about this, but this is why you have to think about this and this is why this makes sense. And then actually coming back to us and actually tell us that, oh, actually that's a great idea. We could totally do that. So I think in instances like that I had to be like, well, we had to be very innovative with stuff like that.
4: Um so, I think it, it was before I registered my company, but I can proudly say, and I, I, I can be corrected, that Nkanyezi and myself championed promo Twitter. That um, with Access Josie, we said, wait, we've got a budget this much, I'm not going to give it to Bonang for one tweet. To just get a bunch of humans on the street to tweet about it and it grew into a thing and we started doing it on Facebook Chris and Cossie, who was a promoter for the Sands and all sorts of other clubs found this like code thing that you could enter onto Facebook event pages and it just selects all your friends at the same time and it invites them to the event. Now the event has 10,000 people invited and then 3,000 people going and it creates hype and then we exported that model onto Twitter and did the whole promo Twitter thing and we were able to package it and today you find businesses like Indahash uh, we Social, WebFluential, um, Humans, there's all these companies that have tech, technified, digitized, te- they've, <laughs> <made it> technic- <laughs> <Cal>. <laughs> they've taken what we were doing on an interpersonal level and put it in the digital space, but clients still call SIGU to do the same thing that all these companies that have done in the tech world um, to do the same job. And I think that's because of how well we do it now and how we've, we've become experts at it. It happened with another company called Plum Factory and all of these blacks are coming up with ways of doing it really well and it doesn't take white people putting tech behind it to shut us down. We're still here today because we've been doing it we started it and we know how it works and we're able to keep innovating in that space so there are things that you won't even realize are happening when we do them because that's just how good we are now so i think that's one of the things i can proudly say i've done well and i've coined like my signature says the fixer it's not md it's not coo it's not this that we can fix any marketing problem any you want to promote our Tambo Foundation, we got you. You want us to write the script for Global Citizen, we got you. You want us to make sure trend in America, we've done it. You want us to book an artist for you, there, we'll bring them. We've gotten to that level of we're just what do you want us to do? We'll do it for you. So yeah.
5: Um, I think. Um For me as an agency or for us as good guys, um, our biggest innovation doesn't necessarily come from us. So the the two wins that we did, one we sold Fiat 500 which is like a small Italian car Fiat um, which was, if you know Fiat, it was a small car for rich white girls in the suburbs and whatever. So no like black rich. yeah, no <laughs> black no black kid was driving a fiat. Unless they went to Crawford. Unless they went to Corford, yeah. So it's like and then the client came so I was like, Yo man, we want to make this thing very hot. Like how do we do? And I'm like, Okay, cool, look guys. We are going to place this small car as a platform for all the nice things. You know? So I drive around so it's all like frequently, and amount of Fiat 500 that I see in Soweto is a microcosm of the innovation that we did because they're like, okay, cool, we're going to sell black people a car they've never seen Mm -hmm. or they've never realized that it could actually be valuable to them. We are going to sell it to them and then then, they're buying it. It's not a great success story in terms of the numbers of cars sold versus the competitors, but for the brand, it's like, okay, cool. We, we we made just enough noise for us for people to say actually i'll buy that car so that's the one two there's this thing called reverse innovation so i think we all come from that area era of you see something on mtv like the first time you see lifestyle cues on mtv base you see the Mnet, you see it all these things from the states, Europe, whatever, all these things, and then you take that, and then you bring it, and then you uh, you, you assimilate it into your life. You start wearing fool, you start wearing, um, I don't know, Kangol, uh, and so forth and so forth. That's yeah. <laughs> so that's how it knew, that's how it worked like years ago. Now we've got reverse innovation, which is like which actually makes me so proud to be South African. So reverse innovation in essence in is whatever is happening in the townships, in the small cliques with the small friends like that are sharing music, whatever, whatever is now becoming a global phenomenon. Like, it's now reversed. So the world is now seeing us as the guys who are innovators who are the producing a work and a lifestyle. They're like, oh, I just think it's cool. You see it with Qom. has now moved into Europe. You're have you've, tired of it. Now, in Europe, it's burning. So it's a reverse innovation. So what we... What we enjoy doing as an agency is capitalizing on that.
2: Love it, um, Simu. So you've, you know, been known to say that you do work that is fun, um, and you love what you do, and you want other people to know that you can get paid to do things that you enjoy doing but is it always fun and <laughs> when is it not fun and in those instances what do you have to think about to just say listen I need to do this so that I can make it to the next day and wake up and have fun again
4: I won't lie the admin is horrible like excel sheets my name now is Spreadsheet because <laughs> spreadsheets make the pots to be done And I had to take a lot of time learning how to make sure that one plus one is actually two and I don't end up spending three Mm. because then it's not fun anymore so I say to the team work hard in the prep so that we can enjoy the fruits of the labor when we're done as a dance teacher I just say to my kids guys you're going to rehearse for 30 hours to perform for four minutes but when you come first that feeling lasts forever and it goes it, hard work is not enough like you've got to do the groundwork to be able to walk the journey um, so the, the pre-production stuff is never fun, but when it gets into actually executing the job, when you're seeing your ideas come to life, when at midnight people are losing their minds over a drop that Shimza has done and the pyro has gone off and people's phones are out, or when Beyonce is on stage after Naomi Campbell has said, man, what, a Mandela. <laughs> and like- A Got it, right, we had it right. All of those little moments make the hard work worth it. And the space that we are in, eventing lasts nine hours, nine to 12 hours of event, after you've worked for six to seven months on a project. For some, in some instances, it's a Bacardi house party. And it's, luckily for them, it lasts at three, least three days. Mm, that's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> but in those three days, there are pockets of enjoyment. Um, but it's always, I think, what we do, marketing, and the reason I do it is to bring joy to people, for people to feel considered by the brands that they work so hard to spend on. It's an act of service, and it's a thankless job. We don't expect people to say thank you to us. We expect our clients to pay us because we are <laughs> we are helping expand their brands and the brand love for their brands. But for the people, it's like, yo, just have fun. That 100 Rand that you spent to buy your ticket, we actually can't quantify the value of the enjoyment that you get out of it. When you go home and the next day you wake up and the first thing you want to do is see what people are saying about the event you were at last night. That's the joy we live for. So by saying we get paid to have fun, someone has to do it. someone's gotta do it someone's gotta do it but there's so much hard work so much bickering so much energy that you absorb from different people it's a hard group project you're always working with different agencies and it's white people and it's men and it's clients and it's budgets and it's procurement and it's all these different struggles but at midnight, when Shimza drops that song and the pyro goes off, or Beyonce's on stage, or Naomi
2: Campbell has said,
4: Amandala, it makes it all worth it.
2: Um, Landa, um, your projects that you do are all basically targeted towards women. Why have you decided to make that your niche? Um... Because it's the creative woman hookup. It's women who art. Um, it's the creative woman pop up. It's just women brands. Why is that?
3: It's a lot of women. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I actually don't. I don't think it's I, I, um, it's ever something I just sat down and thought I want to do this for women. I just think it's something that came naturally and it was easy for me to do. And I love doing it. And I think every project that I pull off, every pop up, every one well, now, not every pop up, the pop up. Um, every event, every exhibition, and giving women that access to space that I have that they couldn't have, that's like, it's, what, it's, just, it's just an act of service. I love doing it, I'm happy that I can make money doing it, so I think it's just something that I just like doing and I do it easily and effortlessly. Mm.
2: Um, Amasha, you are, for those of you that don't know, Amasha is the only woman in Atlanta. Um. <laughs> how do you how do you think the world could better accommodate young women in business spaces
0: i think first it first just starts off with just respecting human beings in general um, i spent a a lot of time being assumed to be an assistant to this one or just the just the admin girl i mean i'm girl admin so she, gonna do it um or like um not being invited to things and having the guys being invited to things because it was always assumed like also at the time i was dating one of my business partners so it just blurred the lines completely it was always assumed that i was just like the little girlfriend who was around and i think with time and me having to slightly be staunch about the way i operate and taking no crap etc i then solidified that so i think just repeat the question again what do what 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 does the world need to do to accommodate you better just respect us involve us we have ideas you can't sit in a boardroom of like seven men or whatever the case may be and we're discussing how we're going to get women to buy products Mm -hmm. right so for instance i in our office we have a thing called safe space where if you shout out safe space you're literally allowed to ask any question, sometimes offensive, but the point is not to, for us to make jokes, but it's the point is for us to, be, to understand more. So we spent a good three months debating LGBTQI plus issues, and me trying to get the guys to understand why unisex bathrooms have to exist at some point in our future women, men, and, and unisex or whatever. So I think for us, it's just, hear us. I mean, we manage your homes, we manage your lives as men, we manage, we know more. I think we're technically even smarter, I'm not sure. Facts. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> um, but like, involve us, include us, respect us, and, 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 allow, and allow a woman to be angry because technically we are more emotional. Don't, don't throw it in my face because I was... I, for instance, let's say I react in a certain way and all of a sudden, oh my God, she's emotional. Okay, so much.
4: Oh, also just cause you're right.
0: Yeah, 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 you're stopping emotional. I hear you, I hear you, stopping emotional. <laughs> this is something I'm passionate about. This is something I'd like to execute. So if technically as a woman, I'm an emotional person, then take it because when your boss gives you absolutely no reaction, you don't say, oh my God look at him, he's being cold or he's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're just like, ah, oh, he's a strong man. Okay, mm-hmm. shout up. I'm an emotional woman. But more than anything for me, it's like, it's inclusivity. I understand why she does events for just women because it's like, damn, and they won't allow us into these areas. So, included, and also start creating stories that don't mirror men's. Mm-hmm. Give you an example. We were discussing this in the office today. We were talking about Terminator. Um, and then how all these movies that are being adapted for women are failing, right? And one of my colleagues made a point that like, it's not believable that that lady in Terminator Terminator was a Terminator after Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? And i was like i get that why can't they just create a new terminator that's not called terminator for a woman that is realistic that when a woman punches this guy or whatever she's gonna punch him like this yeah like Charlie, i don't like this whole thing of like ghostbusters why did we adapt Ghostbusters for these four women who are brilliant and hilarious mm-hmm. to follow Bill Murray and all these other comedians who are already looked at as if they're the best to ever do it? Mm-hmm. Not male comedians, comedians in general. When you look at an, uh, a movie like Bridesmaids, which was relatable to women, which is what women go through and then becomes a blockbuster, you know why? Because you created a story for women. About so women. So that's another yep. thing. Stop trying to get us to fill random spaces just because feminism says so I think then then we've got the wrong idea of what feminism is mm-hmm. create the opportunities for women that work towards women's strengths that that will empower women not just by saying first woman CEO or whatever the case may be I think I think we've got a warped sense of what inclusivity for women is and that it's not mirroring what men do it's creating
2: new opportunities for women and don't set women up for failure. So if you didn't hear that, Sibu said, don't set women up for failure.
4: I think there's something to be said about us being the solution to our own problems. Um, And to shine a spotlight on AKA, instead of only crying about the issue, he also offered a solution and said, screw it, I'm going to go do my own fees must fall situation. We're going to gather funds and we're going to put a couple of people through school. We can't save everybody, but we can help some people. If we had more AKAs, and not necessarily people on big platforms, smaller platforms. There are NPO's out there, there are NGOs, but then there's also some of us who are just getting paid to do cool stuff. What am I doing to contribute to the change that I want to see? (laughs) Is like, when are we going to start taking accountability? I can offer my services to the KFC wedding and put together a spreadsheet and then, yeah, helping. But I'm not, because it's a KFC wedding. There's nothing that's, no one's going to benefit beyond the two of them. But on the flip side, I've said to Keenan, yo, bro, let me help out where I can. And that's what we're doing our time is valuable our time is money but here we are working out a plan that's going to be sustainable that's going to help people now how do we convert that into a model that is sustainable for everybody who's also got their own other priorities it doesn't have to be all of us doing fees Four. some people could be doing helping a kid looks you need develop a business plan, helping another child put together a financial model, helping another child with legal services for the artists that they've seen in the community, helping kids in community centers. How do you build programs to keep kids out of Estradini after school? Why not go into schools and go and do dance programs, soccer clinics, athletics, help and when a teacher who is teaching L.O. or teaching science and shouldn't be when a who passed with 90% 90 when you did science go and help that teacher there's all these things that we complain about but we do nothing about
2: right okay so i'm gonna open up to the floor a couple of questions can i see hands anyone have a question yeah we've got one over here two three are we good okay four okay you can go ahead sir
4: the mic there. Uh, So my question is um, when i'm listening to you guys the way you guys like
5: realize that you're actually running an agency um, what was the step back and what was the important rather decision as to how are you going to go about doing that and establishing it as an actual agency as you guys were already doing it but what was the initial like sit down which okay i'm doing this how am i going to do it um for me it was a conversation i had with a client who was working with the caucasian but I was a black kid in the room and that client needed me to tap into the black thought and I'm like, okay, cool. What do you want me to do? So that was that was a conversation when I realized I'm here to help you. So I'm your wake, I'm like acts of service. That's when I realized, okay, cool. If I can do this for you, do you promise me or do you do you have a relationship to say, I will do this for you and then I'm gonna go try something else and then you if he you supports me there so that intentional intentional conversation that i had with him because then i was like okay cool i see something and i want to do this for you and then may you are you open to opening up and doing something for me in the next six months
4: the person who called me a high-level freelancing operation was a business development consultant so i was very privileged to go through a small business development program um, under sab and it took us through this thing with uh, Susan Saluba koboto which is a business management consulting agency thing and they ask very difficult questions. Questions about labor law. You say you employ people, but you don't have a labor policy. Um, Questions about financial models. How do you price your services? How do you know that what you're charging is going to be enough to deliver the job? Um, Sorry, questions about legal. When you employ influencers, where are your contracts? Uh, all these different things that I didn't even think about or contemplate or... And that's that journey, it was an eight week program, took me through the steps of what a business looks like. It's not enough to be a creative. And that's the suckiest thing about entrepreneurship, that sometimes what you love to do has to be on the backburn because you have to do the things you have to do to enable you to do what you love to do. So don't, and this is like with artists, you see it with artists who die poor, is because we take it for granted that all they know how to do is be artists. But no, they must learn how to pay their taxes. They must learn how to read a contract. They must learn how to employ people. They must know what labor law is. They must know how to pay people fairly and equitably and how to treat people, et cetera, et cetera. Those are all things you can learn on the internet. and. As soon as someone starts asking you those questions, that's when you need to reevaluate your proposition and say, actually, what am I? Am I a freelancer? Am I a company? Am I an agency? Am I a big multinational corporate? Do do you understand all those questions that you need to ask yourself and say, how do I want to be presented?
0: Um, For us, it was the transition from just being a freelancer to being a business is that when we would ask for sponsorship, we would come up with these elaborate creative ideas, like it's a whole consumer journey. We're gonna drop at 7 pm, everyone's gonna join us for Twitter, for dinner on Twitter and all this stuff, right? And then one person actually finally at SAB was like, why don't you guys sell these concepts to agent to brands like us? Um, and then we then realized that we were a bunch of creatives, but not enough of us had the business acumen, let's say. So then we looked at our resources, we said, okay, mvumo has been employed before in life, so we'll make him business dev. Shaz is a lawyer, uh, so we'll make him a part of client services. He can say what's fair, what's not fair. He can look at an argument or whatever the case, may be, argue with the client or whatever. Then we said, Hans will be general manager. He's the most level-headed of all of us. Um, uh, myself in terms of operations because I'm good at working with pockets of people or whatever the case may be and then through and do a strategist or whatnot, and then it became a conversation of of we are now churning out these presentations but we're still not getting in the work well, what's happening I mean you guys said we're great and then we had to make big boy decisions so big girl, decision. big oh, girl. Big girl decisions <laughs> big non-binary decisions okay <laughs> um so we, we literally had to then make decide who is going to make sacrifices in terms of jobs. Do you really want to do this? Is this something that you wanted to do? Which is something I was still in denial about because I thought I was going to be a politician. Um, and we sat down and people quit their jobs. And I mean, Shaz was working inside Hogan Lovells, this massive law agency in the center of Santa. But I think the flip of it was is that we were... Tired of seeing whack stuff, and we realized that we had the potential to create but also to make a business out of it. And then, as she said, entrepreneurs, you factors of resources, right? You've got the capital, ours was was more human capital. What are the four? Capital, raw materials, labor. We were the labor. So, until, until. It does all the jobs as Sibu Mabena said like I can go from client meeting but they don't allow me to go to clients anymore because I don't know how to beg um, <laughs> from client meeting to production meeting and that's how we we first started to what's the last one? Capital
2: Labour? Human Resources hey, yeah, and I wrote this
0: exam last
2: week <laughs> but yeah so for us it was realising
0: that we were more creative than we gave ourselves uh the what's the word I'm looking the credit for? the credit for and that we realized that there was a unique space in the market to give people these tailored events that they weren't used to like asking people to come out in pyjamas or something so simple. Yet no one was doing it or in school uniform or or when you were all black all white, never all black. <laughs> So I think when you see a gap in the market for something and then you evaluate where you are in life and if you want to take the risk and if you can't take the risk, that's when you switch into
3: like a business. Yeah.
1: Next question. Um, With all of the fact that nobody here seemed to have studied business. Or or uh, don't shut me out. <laughs> 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 no, C1, babes. Also politics, economics, history, yeah, French, you know. so one no, so why? So like it's also asked, but no one can say Bizman, you know? I, I did Bizman. What are the actual resources that any one of us that you might have come across in your time as entrepreneurs could open and say, okay, shop. this is how I won two, three? Is there any point, any place, any resource that you can remember off the dome, read this or talk to so-and-so? What are those for you respectively? It could be um, programs to use or uh, spreadsheets, or uh, Canva, whatever the case, but what are resources that, you know, guests in the audience today can go and refer to? to build themselves. Yeah, you're pretty You are pretty That's <laughs> a
3: bit
5: scary. Okay. Two... Two answers to that. And one is tangible, one is intangible.
3: Please <laughs> said someone write all these
5: things down, so we can also... We've got video evidence. We've got video yeah, evidence. So it's tangible and intangible. For me, specific... Um, tangible is... Go work for someone. Yeah. Like... Before you say you want to be an entrepreneur, go work for someone. Go, go be an employee. Go spend. Wake up in the morning at five. Into Asheville to Princeton, <coughs> Texas. The whole rigmarole. Do it
2: if you
5: can. If you can. If you can, if you can do it. Because um, then that's when you learn structure and you learn a lot of the insights, how business runs and so forth. That and 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 when you learn the business what you use in your textbook and what happens in the real world mm-hmm. and like sometimes I'm just two different things like you like you oh. they were telling me about this cost cheating but i didn't know it looked like this so go learn from somebody else two intangible i learned business through rap music
3: okay mm-hmm. right
5: <laughs> Serious, I... Okay, <laughs>
3: exactly, that's the thing. So, weird
5: story of my life. At 17, I think that's what grade 11? Yeah. Yeah, that's grade 11. Yeah, if you didn't feel that's great. That I started listening, like I, I listened to hip-hop. Hip-hop was just my, my life. And then I started listening to Jay-Z a lot. And then... I started seeing Jay Z as not just a rapper, but as a lecturer of business studies. He's like he was telling me all these things, and I was like, yo, um, I flipped, what, I lost ninety key, ninety k's. Like ninety kilos, and that was a business investment decision that he lost. So he, he made a loss So always, I always tell people like, listen to Jay Z and listen to the rap references that are in Jay Z's life. Don't listen to, yeah, I've got a automatted six million, trillion, uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Like there are there are business lessons in his music, and you, you just need to be able to open up and start researching that thing
4: actually now that you say it biggie has a song called the 10 crack commandments uh, <laughs> <laughs> i love the <laughs> the 10 crack commandments la, la, la. that's actually a summary of how to do business watch movies about drugs every movie about drugs <clears throat> has some kind of lesson about business. Don't get high off your own supply. Don't get family involved in your business. Keep the women out of it. Every drug lord that had a woman get involved fell from grace. Also, the warlords. Uh, What's that
1: movie?
4: Uh, Yes, that one, but also Troy the helen of troy helen went and belizzered an entire empire so all of those things are lessons that we are the subliminal lessons but i do feel like it's white people telling white people how to get away with things right all those encrypted messages watch it learn from it apply it but <laughs> in the real world in the south african world that we live in i think With access to the internet, you have access to any piece of information. In 2019, we have absolutely no excuse for not knowing something. All you have to do is sit down and read. Make notes. The same way you study at school to write an exam. same way you put together an assignment. Treat your business as the biggest assignment of your life. Research. Don't be scared to read black people. They say if you wanna hide money from a black person, put it in a book. Can we be the generation that changes that? Can we be the generation that is knowledgeable on things? Can we be the generation that if we don't know, give us 10 minutes, we will find an answer to it because why? It is in your hand. So whilst we can't provide you a list right now off the top of our heads because we're so busy doing the business, whilst you guys have the time, go and learn the business. Google, business plan template, I did that at 18. Google, proposal, wedding proposal, if you're looking for an event, those are some of the most elaborate ones. Invite design, what goes on an invite for a corporate event? What goes on an invite for a party? What goes on an invite for a baby shower? What goes on an invite to a launch? All of that stuff exists. I promise you there's nothing that you can think of right now that hasn't been put on the internet. So. How to put together a business model, how to do a spreadsheet, how to work out formulas, YouTube, ask. There's people out there who have taken the time to put this knowledge on the internet. And by God's grace, all it takes is some data. And if you don't have any, come and sit here, use the Wi Fi, research, don't be lazy. Like there's nothing that comes, nothing good comes off of a lazy person. It says so in the Bible. And it actually proves true in real life. Don't be lazy.
3: I think, I'm just going to add one thing. Um, I think the biggest thing also you learn on the job. And I think that's what I, with all the mistakes I have made, when like I always try and go back to my past emails and I think about all the nonsense I've said, just <laughs> the mistakes I've made. So you also learn at the job. But also, um, the not, like you, I think you need to also be teachable. You need to always, because that's the biggest thing for me, I've always tried to actually understand. And when someone tells me they want me to do something and they can take me under their wing, I'm always happy to be the boss and the intern. So I'm happy to do your work and if you can, like, if you, can give, if you can actually get me into your network, give me the knowledge, and give me the know-how, and make me understand, and get me to ask the right questions as well, then so I think always be teachable. So there isn't really like a set brand Bible on like, A, B, C, this is how it goes, and that's a success. Because I think even today, I'm still trying to figure out why is this happening, or well, how should I do this? So it's really like you learn on the job, and you really learn every day, like new things. Um, two programs
0: that I swear by. <clears throat> one is free, one is not. So Simu Avedad said every two months we pay VAT. there's one advice I can give for you if you're going to open a business, do not start that thing before you've done. SARS tax, all of because SARS really will come knocking. So the first program is SAGE, right? You literally, SAGE is quite, it's not pricey, it depends on the scale of your business, but you invest in that so that you make sure your finances and the money you put in this program can literally put it there out there for you You open it there's a graph that says this is how much people owe you there's another graph that says this is how much you owe people there's another graph that does this so for me the first thing i would say is invest in a accounting program mine's the one we use specifically is sage and then the second one is invest in a project management program regardless of what of what business you're in, there has to be some form of project management. So you can't look at it as if a lot of us are sitting here doing events, so we need project management. No, the business itself is a project that needs to be managed and the one that we use and it's free, um, obviously you can upgrade to premium and whatnot, but it's free and it's called Asana. And um, you will open a project, let's say an event, and you'll say Genesis All Black. Uh, in that Genesis All Black, you'll create subcategories, artists, emails, this, that, that, da. Um, and then you can set tasks for people. So, let's say I get off the phone, someone called and said I need this design flyer by this in the state. I can, I don't even have to see Charles. I can literally say, "Yo, Charles." Here's a task, he gets an email, he knows that on this due date he has to have a sign-up. It also helps us track our KPIs, who missed deadlines, um, how long did it take for you to complete a deadline, etc. so who's the last minute person and who's the person who does it immediately. And then another one, which um, I fought for a long time because I'm an Apple person, is Google Drive. Google Drive, you can literally share folders so you can work on a project with someone simultaneously. We can both be on this Word document typing at the same time. I'm saying no, don't do this or don't do that. And then you delete it. And then you did yeah, you can delete say yeah Buddha, sorry. Um (laughs) For instance, with us, a lot of our company documents are on Google Drive. So sometimes the guys will try and be funny style and be like, Jax, where's the VAT number? No, you know where it is. It's on Google Drive, under finance, under company documents. So it also helps you in terms of, I know this because I work with seven different people at half the time, three are somewhere else, four are somewhere else. You need a central place, and you're going paperless at the same time, environment. You need a central place where everyone can access anything. Photos can be accessed, company documents, letters of employment, ID, whatnot, which then makes your business run more cohesively. Because I used to be a paper person, like, I would print everything, like... A file. Oh, I love a file, <laughs> you know. Like, I love just being able to do this. But at some point, I had to realize that it's not, it doesn't make sense because not every time someone needs something, I must go to the printer, scan, and... and. So for me, if I speak of Antelantil and the three uh, projects we use very well, there's also, for mass emails, Shortstack. They give you, if you want to promote something, and it's also free, up to hundred entries. Um, there, uh, Yeah, Mailchimp as well. As short stack you put in all the people can register up oh, if you want to register for something give you an example we do free for girls for pajama party all we have to do is register on short stack and then we'll use those email addresses and send them a ticket so yeah and like Sibu, Sibu said I almost called you by your full name <laughs> uh, like Sibu said all these things we found through just researching like we went through a lot of those project management programs asana we found works the best for us and it's like fr- it's free <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: I'm
0: <sorry>. sure. um, <laughs> but yeah those are the four programs i would say have helped answer will become a better company
4: can i just add some resources that you should invest in um especially if you're not a lawyer or a finance person get an accountant on a retainer or a bookkeeper get a lawyer on a retainer um those are two i would say of the most important suppliers in any business after your rent always pay your accountant always pay your lawyer because you never know when you need to call on them for something especially your accountant because they deal with month-to-month issues but one day when don't take for granted good accounting from the beginning actually that's something i wish someone had told me that money in money out now you're buying Um, an outfit for something with your company card and you're like no I mean I need an outfit to look good it makes me money I can justify it to SARS. one day people are going to look to invest in your business if it's worth its buck and when they're looking through the books your management accounts and all of that and they're like but what was going on in your life when you're buying a car with company money you can't be trusted therefore we won't invest so from the start of your business just practice good financial etiquette when your money when your business has money shout out to you and you it doesn't mean your pockets have money your business can be rich but when as a person as an individual practice good financial management because in two three four five six seven years it'll be a reflection on how you've been running your business and if you want investment you want banks to back you they go back to these things it's just like being good on twitter don't say things you don't mean because when you're applying for a job one day It'll come... It's on the internet. It lives there. People will come back to check
2: what you were saying and it comes back to bite you. Um, okay, before we go to this, I just wanted to say if you if you could, don't have money for Sage, get waveapp.com. It is literally does the exact same thing the only difference is that it is free um it'll show you your income statements it'll show you a balance sheet it'll show you who owes you how much money you have a track of all your invoices you have a track of who's paid partially of your invoice who hasn't paid you who's overdue etc etc you can design your invoices on there um so yeah so if you don't have money for sage get waveapp.com go ahead
6: sure of it um again speaking about the future of entrepreneurship right um and i'm hearing everyone because of their experiences are more event based you know um and i'm the question popped into my head what happens to you know what i'm saying Yeah, is, is the future for educated entrepreneurs or is the future for everybody who wants to make money? Because I'm just thinking now, all the
5: things that you've just mentioned now,
2: the 60% of the people in this country who cannot access it.
0: So, let me tell you something I heard on the radio. Those questions are one and the same. And this is the difference between what this guy said will make you like wealth forever and versus you just being rich the richest people in the world have created a service for someone or something right so let's use facebook as an example let's use amazon for example etc so if you look at entrepreneurship as a means to make money you're gonna get it wrong because the objective is to create a service for someone and then that will then generate money. So, the child in Musiki or whatever the case may be, mustn't look at entrepreneurship as in, this is the quickest way I'm going to make money. I'm not denying that some people are sales people are just naturally good at entrepreneurship. I'm not denying that. But for me, what I believe is that if you want longevity and wealth, you have to create a service, a product, something that is going to be of aid to humans in general. So. Like we were saying earlier, you create an app where a handyman can come to your house and put your painting up. I don't think your ambitions were to become a billionaire from that app. You saw a gap in the fact that there's this service that's missing or whatever, and you say, "Let me do it." Then someone says, "Damn it, that's something to invest in." Let's go. The moment you look at it as a money, and that's and those are the entrepreneurs who who those are the ones that make ten million. And then want to show people that made ten million because you have to show people you've made money. And then six months later, ayiko, and you don't have it because your intentions weren't to create something that the world needs. Your intentions were just to make money. And I'm not denying that. I mean, song is pilan mind, But like, I think you you're you're looking at it wrong if you're looking at it as a way to being rich as opposed to giving a service or a product.
5: Uh, for me, my I think. Yeah. Education, or what you're saying is for the educated person or someone in the rural. Education is relative. So, I'm, I'm, my family is from, my, my brother is in, in the middle of the Midlands, like in the, all deep rural. And if you're an entrepreneur or you've got, if you've got the mindset, you realize very quickly that there's things that you can do in that space. And will make you an entrepreneur. So losing So a lot of the people around there are now aging, they've got they've got cows burning income. So they're aging and they don't have anybody who also losing income. And if they do get that person, that person after a few years will then go home, will go to Joburg and say they want to get money. So if you say, Oh, Mam oh, Kumalo, 50, Bab Zono not 80, I ate. Alright. Those loser like all these cows. I will then say, okay, Monday to Tuesday, I'm going to Wabukumar. Uh Wednesday to Thursday, I'm going to Ubabung. And then Friday, Saturday, I'm going to XYZ. So now you create a service for the community. So it's not you being educated in terms of book read is something else you can be educated in the rural area You just need to be able to be very quickly and make it happen
4: also sorry no go ahead i think we this conversation to your point is a very urbanized one and our context is that of urbanized people and that is what is informing our answers but if we are to look at the knowledge economy as it exists there's a lot of knowledge that was developed before all of these technological advances so there are people who were educated by people who own taxis who didn't go to school my dad finished school in grade nine became a truck driver went into exile came back started a security company and he learned how to do it on the job i think we take for granted how much education actually exists from knowledge being passed on and shared, not necessarily in a Google kind of way, but our parents, our uncles, our cousins, Elokshin or Emakaya are Google in their own way. So the piece of advice you can give to someone who isn't in an urbanized environment is, buza lo baba oranista is, 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 is tuck shop, Hamba buza lo baba How do they capture all of the patients that have come in every day? What is that system that they've created that has sustained them and kept them functioning for so many years? So it doesn't have to be the way it's done in an urban environment. It can just be as simple as go next door and ask.
2: Last question.
3: Why?
2: Yep. Hello.
5: Uh, so, uh, uh, my question is um, How away should entrepreneurs be in terms of not exploiting Africans? So, in a sense, whereby uh, probably you'd meet up with a. a maybe we would see you do ads sometimes, like. Uh, the famous ads on tv that make fun of Africans on television and mimicking that dialogue. So how a way should be, cause us as entrepreneurs have access to most of these brands that come to us and they want us to communicate something. How a way should it be not to expose our own, or exploit? Yo, this is such a, a passion point for me. And like it seriously is. I'll tell you why. I was I was in advertising. I was in a traditional advertising agency. Right? Then you watch, and every day they create they create work. It goes out and flights, it starts winning movies, right? In the first two months of it flighting, then you've got okay, whatever, who looks at the ad and says no, that doesn't happen. You see that? What your guys selling on, on TV doesn't happen. I don't, I'm, I don't dance when I'm doing laundry. Thank it you. doesn't make you sense, you know? I doing laundry? No, I'm tired. right? It's a woman. And it's not always a woman. Like breaking
3: out oh, into dogs at
0: the taxi
5: rank. I will. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> to get to work. <laughs> taxi <laughs> rank is probably the worst time for me to dance because why? Right, I'm late. I'm late. Oh, I've got a long hair, I'm tired, whatever. So, for me, I was like, okay, you guys are selling black people short, right? As an agent, as like as a whole industry, all in all. You're selling us very short, and I will then turn my frustration, I will tell my frustration about the world into a plausible thing. So, I will then say, that doesn't happen. I will create something that will show you the truth, that will bring you closer to the truth of how it happens so you need to be very aware of what you're doing because you are the first black person as an entrepreneur now who's got the glory and the light and everybody's looking at you whatever whatever you are responsible for the communication of black people like yeah you've got a lot of influence so you are very responsible of how black people are seen you don't take that for granted and you need to do service to what being black means
4: but also know your story like don't go into a boardroom kicking and screaming and say that's not how black people act uh, wait package packaging is everything if you're going to challenge something that people have known to be normal for a long time how you come and um how you come and reconfigure people's thinking must come from a position of authority and a position of of good intent and a position of knowledge so do your research and say no in nigeria these are the different dialects and the one you're choosing to go with isn't spoken like this what message are you sending when you misrepresent the nigerian culture the people in south africa will react to it this way because 5% of the population is nigerian etc 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 don't back it up with just emotions and this speaks to like women and how when we come from a point point of passion something else we can do is come from a point of authority and say I'm saying this because I know because it's backed by this fact and this fact and this fact versus no that's just how I feel think about how you argue with a partner how you feel sometimes doesn't matter they want logical arguments to say back it up so when as a black creative Whatever you bring to the table, have that little piece of knowledge or that piece of research as a backup for when people don't believe you because they know Omo, mamas, dance. Yeah. Norok's cocos, cook. Petrol, fathers, don't ask for directions. You know? Like, back it up.
0: Boardrooms are filled with people who have no real intentions of doing any research on us. Uh, They're filled with people that are not in our spaces at all. It's it's like why how every company party is in Soweto. Why? Like other people are like, you're gonna show me (laughs) Soweto I I live here. What are you on about? You're gonna take me to Villagazi, what's the point? So for me it's also to add on to what Sue says is making sure when you have access to those spaces or you are in those boardrooms that you don't just sit back and Fear the white man but to articulate yourself well enough that you are heard and that you don't just say when they say we're going to do a dancing video you say okay who am I casting you have to be the voice of reason that says I know black people love music and love this and love that but I don't think that's the direction or that doesn't match the brand or whatever and you also have to be responsible in that when ideas come from The internet, or funny black videos, or whatever, and you are in those boardrooms where those things are being recreated, you have to be the voice that says, No, guys, let's actually go fetch that girl who was dancing at school, or whatever the case may be, and put her in the video because that's when we create genuine and authentic stories to sell through marketing. I think a lot of us, because and because we work. Half and half, like you're worried about the budget and you're worried about being authentic, etc. That you're like, if I just hire Snare, I can. She lives in Joburg. I don't have to fly out. I don't have to give her accommodation. She can do this dance, right? As much as you're giving Snare a check, you're taking away someone else's. Not taking away, but like you're denying someone else. So yeah, I, I, I believe in sharing, um, and 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 that we should put those people that deserve that recognition into those spaces and into those boardrooms. And unfortunately, if you can't, you can't, but
2: like, I think we need to try more in doing those things. All right. Okay. So, um, I came here. <laughs> So I, I actually came here thinking that we were gonna have this big talk about, oh, what's entrepreneurship gonna be in five years? And you know coming up with all these big ideas and innovations and apps for this and apps for that. But from what you guys have said here today, it's, I think, abundantly clear that the future in entrepreneurship is coming up with the solves that are plaguing entrepreneurship right now uh, for young people. It's, it's building more collaborations, building relationships it's government fixing themselves so that they can sort of start to aid us um so that's one thing that i've definitely learned to, here today and i want to say thank you to all of you for joining us i mean i think it's been invaluable um thank you for you guys uh, t- for coming and sort of learning something um and engaging with us we have gifts I love it. <laughs> For our panelists, I have to read them because it's names. So, Sibu, thank you very much from JNB Hive. Uh, we've got Lissady, might have to walk around here. Thank you very much for joining us. Tokens of appreciation. Um, and, Landa,
6: <laughs> thank you.
2: <laughs> and Amate. So, thank you all very much. Thank you.
5: I can have a question.
2: I, okay. I like,
5: like, can even indulge, indulge.
2: Okay, so Lucidi would like to indulge our last hand of a question.
5: Two, yes, I three. Have a
1: question.
2: <laughs> how, how are we doing for time, Zola? Is okay? Okay, let's do it. Go ahead. So, this question is particularly for those who are involved in business uh, in the pits. I didn't really like, catch the
6: the uh, whole talk from the beginning. Right. So what I want to know is say uh, you guys discussed the whole point of you have to pick with whom you want to work with, right? So then with that being said, say now you've chosen the people that you can kick you've chosen okay. This would be a good person to work with. And now uh, as an event company there's um, there are companies that are also organizing events but their platforms aren't as great as you your guys' platform system. As, um, yeah, your guys' platforms. So then now, if the idea is genuinely good, right, however, the platform is not as good as your guys' and because you, you don't want, because there's this thing that I've come across a lot of people who are in the middle of spaces. They would say that ah, people are trying to catch my wave, try to go, go on my wave and all of that. So we want to, so it, when we want to, these collaborative efforts. Who want to also um, make sure that we know? Okay, fair day, Yes, you do have a bigger, bigger, platform. That is exactly why I want to work with you. So that we want to then also separate the mentality of you want to catch my way. You know what I mean? So um, how then, as a person who who wants to? Jump on the wave, no, not necessarily because of the wave, but because you know we kind of do the similar thing. But I really feel as if like you, your platform would work with mine. You know, if, if yeah, if you, for instance, you are about the idea,
5: um, I kind of lost it, there, but I, I think I quite a quite a gist of it <laughs> is when anybody comes to you. Anybody who comes to you and says, I want to work with you, they see something in you that they can use, right? And you need to be discerning enough to say, and ask the hard questions. Like, why do you want to work with me? Okay, what is your contribution to this thing that you're telling me? Because then that's when you can be able to say, "Ah, okay, this one is not the long term. This one, this one just wants to wave. This one just wants opportunity. Because when you start asking the hard questions that you've lived through, for you to get to the wave or the crest or where you are riding, there's a bloodbath. There's, there's, like, there's, there's a lot of things, you're crying, tears, sweat. And those are the questions that you say, no, Chief, are you here for the betterment of this thing that we're doing? Or are you just here for the the nice time of a, hey man, riding the wave. So you gotta be critical. You gotta ask the hard questions when anybody's coming to work with you or wants to have your workload.
0: Um, in terms of waves or whatever... Oh, I hate that <coughs> Look, ideas come and go, right? You could, I can sit right now here and sit and think, oh my God, I would love to throw an Afropunk, right? And sit and not do anything about it. And then someone throws Afropunk and then it's, it's my wave, or I can throw a party and someone else thought about it. So we, used, we used to have that problem, I'll be honest. We used to have a problem where if anyone did an all black party, we'd be like, what? But for me, when I take people seriously who want to use an until-until platform to work, is when you come prepared. There's nothing I hate more than a DM that says, yo, you guys are so dope, I really want to work with you. In what? <laughs> Do you want to work in events? Do you want to learn sponsorship procurement? What? Because uh, I won't deny education because just because we had to learn everything by ourselves doesn't mean I'm not going to give it to you, right? But for me, me taking you seriously and not taking you seriously is hard. Come correct. Say, yo, Jets, I need... Um, 12 hours of- Yeah, like, please, can I... Like, I've invited and I'm slightly reluctant to it now. I've had many meetings. These kids come, because you don't want to be the asshole that's just like, no, whatever. They come to the office, they're like, yeah, I want to throw... An event. So I said, "Do you know what jock is? No. Go find out what jock is first and foremost, and then tell me if you still have the appetite. Secondly, what sponsors were you looking? I can't do all the work for you. And I think that's when these small." events companies start to feel some type of way about us big companies because i don't i ain't got the time to to coddle you all the way into your event i don't care if you use my platform at some point i'm going to get 10 percent from you somewhere so i'm not stressed about the money making of it all it's about my time and whether or not you actually want to consume my knowledge so if anyone is talking about jumping on a new wave that person is dumbass. because you're meant to consistently be creating new and better events in events companies right so if i decide that yo that there's gang pajama parties all over johannesburg we want a few companies to do a pajama party i'm not stressed by that right one because i've created a unique brand and two if i need to create another concept because now that is becoming too much then i will do it i will move on to the next new wave because that's my responsibility until until that's what our core beliefs are, is creating all these new event properties. There's a billboard, someone is advertising pajama party. People send it to me all the time. I'm grateful. I have pajama next week, you're advertising for me. Do you know what I mean? So to look at it like in this competitive, like don't jump on my wave and I don't want to use your platform. Yeah, there's people like that that exist in the world. But number one, Speaking from the producer perspective, for me, come correct, and you also, don't let me take you for a boost because I will do it. Damn it. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't let me, like, don't allow me to, like, run over you just because this big until until brand is now going to co-sign your event. Because trust me, at the end of the day, business is ruthless. Amazon, those guys don't have health insurance, the employees, and you know what? Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world. That's just the way life is, so you also have to be prepared enough to know that when you're walking in there, you know what you're talking about, you know what you want to offer me, and if it doesn't sit well with you, move on. Find someone else. There will be someone somewhere, but conquer it more importantly. Next question. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Just, Just
3: could even be out of context. If you're trying to do business with someone, Like um, she said, come correct. So the biggest thing for me is, if you see an email address saying, please don't DM me. Like, really? please don't do that, guys, and please don't DM me for my email address. Already mad, I'm just like, what yeah, the hell? Yeah, yeah. I always get proposals or people sending me proposals for some sort of thing, but then through the proposal, like on the first second page, I I can already see this person does not even know what I do. They didn't even bother doing the research, trying to, you know what I mean? So. Could, yeah. you just come correct guys also
0: if you're looking for employment don't tell me oh my god until all, so cool can I please work for you where's your CV do you know how many times I talk about you're not gonna get a job if you don't send your CV mm-hmm. like what am I supposed to do with your Twitter and your Instagram <laughs> handle? <laughs> oh, hi. Uh, that's, um, but, but hi. also just to
4: manage people's expectations there are so few of us and so many people who want an opportunity and i always say to a lot of people when the time is right it will happen what is yours won't miss you so don't be upset at a person for not giving you an opportunity and it boils down to the fact that nobody owes you anything so when someone doesn't give you their time for a meeting keep it moving try again another time when someone doesn't give you the job you asked for keep it moving, try again another time. When someone doesn't give you that internship, whether you're willing to work for free, whether you are, and I'm saying this as someone who's gone through all of that. I've begged for sponsorship for a long time. I've asked people to employ me for a long time. I'm, I'm not as privileged
0: as Jack's, <laughs> where we didn't have to ask for work. I'm um, the only one. Please can I just state that out <laughs> of everyone in Atlanta, I'm the only one because I was 20 when this whole thing started. I was so in varsity. Right. <laughs> so the
4: point I'm trying to make is no one owes you anything. Don't be upset at the people for not giving you a chance. Your day will also come or create your own opportunity.
2: All right, we had another question over there.
5: Firstly, I would like to thank you guys for the knowledge which you're sharing. One thing which I'm concerned about, let's say uh, some of us here, we are business people, entrepreneurs, and we're already running a business. And that business, obviously, you guys are an influence to the society already. And let's say, since we're a bundle of joy as well here, probably like with a special one, since we're in the meeting and together, how do you guys grow us? Let's say I'm selling a bracelet, just an example. Do
4: what you are you go, selling?
5: Um, just an example. No,
4: give a, tell us what you're selling.
5: Now, right now, I'm into gaming. Like a- I can provide gaming for varsities. Okay. Yeah, so let's say I'm doing gaming. Would you like, as a person was giving us um, adv- a- a- advice, come there to a gaming, take a couple of pictures and post it on your page just for a bit of ad- uh, advertising since you giving us knowledge? Yeah. Would you do that? That's
4: a trick. <laughs> it can... Yeah. Oh. Um, in general, so this is more like
1: the tech side. If you have any business, we're all on social media, that's probably how we found out. Um, influencer marketing <laughs> are, what you just described, is them using Sound. Sorry. What you've just described is them using their influence to better your business. That's, that's, in general, the gist of that. So the easiest way, in the event that they cannot or that their platforms don't work for what you're selling, you put two, you put 50 rand to however many, hundred rands, thousands rands, et cetera, et cetera, into Twitter, into Facebook, into Instagram, and that's called digital marketing, right? Back in the day, it used to be that you had to buy a billboard on the side of the road or those billboards on the on the street. You can skip the influencer part. You can pay an influencer to be in a picture. Right? You can then take that picture and you put that as an ad. The easiest way how to learn to run your own ads, Facebook Blueprint, Twitter Flight School, Google AdWords. I've done all three they are four oh, just
4: get her to run your campaign <laughs>
2: There we go.
4: But to, to, to support what she's saying, um, there are people who can do it for free because it's not their bread and butter then there are others who can't do it for free because it diminishes the value of their bread and butter. I myself now am an influencer, but as soon as I start doing things where I don't see the return, I diminish what I could be doing as a revenue stream. Yes, now you're considering things like marginal utility for all the people who studied economics, etc. But the worst answer you can get is a no. So I'm not discouraging you from shooting your shots. Everything's 50-50 in life, it's either a yes or a no. So ask people, and you've done a good thing by taking this opportunity to ask whilst you have our attention. And the no's you're going to get here are no's from us, but they're not no's from other people. And it could be that maybe it happens you are at UJ next week. And you've put, you've let us know somehow. You've tagged me, hey, I'm going to be at UJ, blah blah blah. Please come check it out. If I happen to have a meeting at UJ on Tuesday at twelve o'clock, and I'm like, hey, there was that guy that tagged me about some gaming thing. Let me go check it out. Then I come check it out. You've scored. But if we don't, don't hate us. That's basically what I'm trying to say.
0: Also, I would say that I'm not the 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 one you need for the target market that you you're trying to speak to because I'm not on a campus i study through unisa so we also need to start when we talk about marketing we need to discuss things like relatability mm-hmm. and that's the problem that happens if i give you an example of alcohol brands you are a beer this person is known to only drink champagne you get them to come take a picture and whatnot whatnot and try and sell your business it won't work because every other day people are seeing that person drinking champagne. So, you're you're talking about varsity gaming, I know nothing of gaming, I'm not on a varsity campus, I study through UNISA. Every day people are going to see me in an office, they're going to be like, where's the, there's a disconnect, right? So, what you want to do is admirable, but you also have to find the people that suit what you want to do. Because we're all professionals, we're outside, we're out of varsity now well depending on my semester this year but like we're all out of varsity so i'm not the guy to advertise your company for you because i i don't align with it it doesn't align with me i i don't align with it
3: also all of the apps and like creating your own campaign and learning how to do that you'll also it will also teach you how to create targeted campaigns and then that's the only way you actually, there's actually an ROI on it or you'll get a return investment. But to get someone who does, um actually just mentioned, and do PR, yeah, I mean it's not going to happen. So to get someone who does not even, I don't even know what's a PC or whatever, I'm not going to embarrass myself <laughs> like that. But target marketing. So you get to the right, you speak to the right people and
2: yeah, just to add, do your research. Um, find influential people who are interested in gaming who will say, Oh, this is interesting. I like gaming, but they're not gonna go there because oh, um, so that they can influence. They're gonna go there because they're interested in gaming, but you score because that person is influential and you can take, like you said, take exactly find if you have abo Sibum Panza and Abu George Mguni who have a channel about tech gaming, whatever it is. So just do your research find the right people, and again, find out how to do social media campaigns by yourself.
5: I, I'm just... I, what gaming specifically? for popular and why it. Okay, <laughs> cool. I was, yeah, I um, some other gaming that I would have I used as a supplier, but if it's like PS4 and so forth like that, Achieve, it's tough for us to do what you are requesting because another thing is our social media platforms Are real estate, they're billboards Mm. Right, they're actual billboards. Clients go to our Like our timelines and so forth and so forth and they see work so you curate That so it's like a cv social media sometimes is like a cv Right. So I can't say because I'm feeling like a good time, I'm going to do one, two, three. No, the one, two, three has to be beneficial for the bigger picture and myself. So that's why I say sometimes it's not about social media. That's I was like, yo, man, you're doing a, an event. Can I come in and pitch like, you know, give me a corner there and there. That's where you yeah, have a giving service. That's how you, I, I, you benefit better from that engagement than me posting about your gaming service because mm-hmm. I don't play games.
2: <laughs> 100%, uh, there's another question there at the back. Oh, okay, so any last questions? Anything? Going once, going twice?
4: Last tip, like hack, Uh Sound. Sorry just um netflix is a really powerful platform with a lot of information and one of the most important things you could watch is the black godfather (gasps) in relation to the conversation we've just had today championing black excellence being being intentful about the conversations you have structuring deals it's not the most play by play um type of show or documentary but it can inspire a new wave of thinking in you and also just to see yourself as a black capable excellent person who deserves a seat at the table watch the black godfather on netflix also if you're into advertising and just want something that will help you understand the world as it is today in terms of advertising mad men will change your life. Sit through all seven seasons, every episode of it, and just get to understand this environment that you're going into because it was built by people in the 1940s. And some of the things that are happening today are a reflection of the things that happened back then. It helps you start to understand what happens when you walk into a boardroom and a certain agency that has been in existence for so long has imparted that culture on a certain black person that's sitting in a room with you and you're like, homie, Why are you not understanding me? Watch things like Mad Men for you to get to understand the environment that you are trying to play in.
0: And don't be lazy. I just want to add that she's not joking. Mad Men was how we saw that we needed, I used to watch it religiously and my one friend, how we needed an account director, how we needed a creative director, how we needed this and I, I, like I live by that show. Mad Men will show you to that question that was asking how did you start knowing how to run a, an agency or whatever it was actually that show that showed me when something goes from creative to design from design to this and that pitching yeah pitching how to pitch how Partnerships, how, to hmm. mer-
4: how to merge companies also what jack said about knowing the strengths of your business partners. I don't have a business partner and I wish I had someone who did study business management. So I can go and do the fun things every day and the person who's a business person can be the party pooper. It helps to have that because there are some people who take care of the business and there are some people who create the business. So. It also teaches you how to choose your relationships and your partnerships, also different structures of business relationships. you don't have to be a director of every company. Sometimes you can just have a joint venture agreement that says on this type of project, this is how we work. These are the rules of engagement. It's like a prenuptial agreement. Shareholder shareholder agreements. Please, when you guys start doing business with people and you go to CIPC and you register a company, you say, hey, 50%, 50% have rules of engagement that say when you want to sell your 50% this is how you can do it those are things they don't tell us and then we now start going on to daily Sun and reporting our <laughs> business partners because he understood really much all of those things
2: read don't be lazy so yeah is that it thank you so much guys thank you to our panelists touch, get connected, and converse with The Hive on Facebook, Twitter, and
4: Instagram. And Visit our website on www.thehivejohannesburg.com. The Hive Network,
1: Johannesburg.
4: This podcast is brought to
0: you by Rush Studios. By Rush Studios. By Rush Studios. A
1: proud
3: member of The Hive Network, Johannesburg.
0: Live. together for the win